The Bible Study Podcast, episode 297. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Colossians. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. If I paused a little bit after I said 297, that's because I'm starting to realize that's getting to be a pretty big number. We're continuing on in Colossians 1. We've done Paul's introduction and we've talked about the supremacy of Christ. And now Paul talks about his labor for the church starting in verse 24. Now I rejoice in what I am suffering for you and I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regard to Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, which is the church. I have become its servant by the commission God gave me to present to you the word of God in its fullness the mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, which is now disclosed to the Lord's people. To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. He is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. To this end I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. I love that last sentence there, and I think it's a wonderful thing to say to yourself when you get out of bed in the morning. Paul, who is suffering for the gospel, Paul, who has been beaten, Paul, who's been left for dead, Paul, who's been imprisoned and scourged, says that he's doing all this for the church as if a continuation of the suffering that Christ suffered for the church. Not that Paul is considering himself to be Christ, certainly not, certainly not after that last whole section about the supremacy of Christ and how Jesus is over all things, visible and invisible, thrones and powers and rulers and authorities. But Paul says, I've been commissioned. We give people in the army a commission. And that's part of the idea that Paul is saying is that he is serving God. He is serving God in official capacity, and he is serving God with particular orders in mind. And he is saying that his orders are to see people to maturity. And I think we've gotten some sense of what his idea of maturity is already, even in just this book, as he talks about things like bearing fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God, and then having endurance and patience. Those for Paul are marks of maturity. And so he's saying, I've been commissioned. My mission is to see to it that the Lord's people, that the churches that I am sent to make it grow up to maturity, grow up to the point of which they possess these things. They understand what God is about and they put it into practice in their life. And then he talks about this gospel. He talks about this as a mystery. And this shouldn't be confused with the Gnostics, who were an early cult who liked to put extra mystery around this story and have secret handshakes and all that kind of stuff. He's just saying that in Christ, remember he's saying that Christ was there from the beginning as part of the process of creation that Now this story is getting out, just now, and it's now being disclosed to the Lord's people, and now especially also to the Gentiles. And he's writing to a church that would be predominantly Gentile, or at least in a Gentile region, as whoever started the church, they may have started like Paul did with the synagogue, so there may be Jewish people there as well, Jewish Christians. But he says, now it's been disclosed to the Gentiles also this mystery, which is of Christ, the hope of glory. This hope that we move towards of being with God in paradise. But again, I love that last sentence. To this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. 
Not, I'm trying with all of my might, but I'm trying with all of the might that God gives me. That seems like a whole lot easier to get out of the bed in the morning with all the might of God instead of all the might that I can muster. Paul continues in Colossians 2, I want you to know how hard I am contending for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not met me personally. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. For though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit, and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. And so he continues this idea of the mystery, and he says that the full understanding of the mystery of God, the full understanding can be found in Christ. That if you understand Christ, if you understand what Christ is about, not just understand what Christ did, but if you understand the heart of God as displayed in the sacrifice of Christ, that in that are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And he says, I'm writing to you, and I'm also writing to Laodicea, two cities, both in Asia Minor. I had a chance to visit Turkey and and went to Hierapolis and Pumukale. And you may have seen pictures of Pumukale. It has these terraced baths, uh, hot springs coming down the side of a mountain. And Laodicea is near there. Laodicea, who the other mention of them, obviously, in the Bible, is from Revelation, that this I have against you, you're neither hot nor cold, but you are lukewarm and I spit you out of my mouth. And that's what the angel of God is saying to the church in Laodicea. That is not a great reference, obviously. But he's writing to these two particular churches in two particular places. And he's told them that I've heard about you. I'm encouraged by what you have done. I pray for you to do more. I pray for you to gain maturity. I think that you'll find that everything that you need to learn, everything that you need to know, everything that will make your life complete can be found in Jesus. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And he says, I delight to see how disciplined you are. Disciplined is not one of those words we like to use. There's obviously two different forms of discipline. I think of discipline as being spanked as a kid, but I also think of discipline as the runner who is trying to run the race and has to get up in the morning and train even though they don't feel like it. They're not doing it because they're fun. They're doing it because they have an idea of a goal in mind and they are moving towards that goal. And that's really what discipline is about. When your parents may have punished you, they were trying to train you in the right ways. They may have been doing a good job of it. They may have been doing a bad job of it. But the idea between proper discipline is to try and shape someone into who they should be, to point them in the direction they should go, and to encourage them to make steps along that path. You can't be disciplined to do nothing. You have to have a goal in mind, I believe. And I think that's what he is saying here. I'm delighted to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. That's not going to be a long episode, but I think we're going to stop there rather than jump right into the next section here. So if you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or to leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Finding uplifting news in today's headlines is often like searching for a needle in a haystack. 
At the Story Behind Podcast, we believe in the power of finding heartwarming tales and are happy to share empowering stories with you every week. Get inspired by the note a waitress received from a patron dining alone. And even hear about how one VIP passenger made a hardworking pilot get emotional before his flight. To start listening to the Story Behind Podcast, visit lifeaudio.com.